You're listening to the PT Profit Podcast, a bonus expiring episode all about how to build automatic money inside of your business. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hi, I'm Beverly Simpson, former fitness manager turned online personal training business owner. And this podcast is where smart fitness professionals, including trainers and clinicians, discover how to increase client performance in movement, package and position their products and services and get out of their own way so that they can increase their revenue to live a life that they love without sleazy sales. Welcome to the PT Profit Podcast. What's up, coach? Thanks so much for hanging out with me today on another episode of the PT Profit Podcast. As you can see, this is a very special episode that I'm bringing directly to you. This is a live training that I currently do, that I'm currently doing inside of Simple Selling. Training one was all about what it takes to create and craft that must have now offer so that you can automate revenue inside of your business. Honestly, the more revenue, honestly, the more money, honestly, the more offers that you put in front of more people, the more revenue you're going to make inside of your business. So this was a very long training. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and roll that training. What's up, Jared? How's it going, Mike? Hello, hello. I'm so glad for those of you who are joining me live, whether you're joining me live here on Zoom or you're joining me live on Instagram or you're joining me live on uh, inside of the Facebook group. So I was just saying it's 12 o'clock. What's up, Mike? How's it going? It's 12 o'clock right on the dot. It's really important to me that we start on time, mostly because I am a firm believer that time we're never going to get back. So when you prioritize your time, over your money, you are going to have plenty of both. So I'm super excited. I see some people are also joining me live uh, in Facebook. What's up, Daniel? uh, How's it going? Uh, People are joining me live on Facebook and in the room, but I love that you're here in the room because this is going to give you the opportunity to ask questions because seriously, I'm just going to go ahead. Let's get it going. 12 o'clock on the dot. I'm so happy and excited that you're here. Honestly, what you put into this, like I was saying on Instagram, if you follow me there at all, be Simpson Fitness, I'm not going to be holding anything back. These are all principle-based. This is exactly going to be, and I'm going to just go ahead and pull up the chat because I want you to ask questions along the way because this is honestly, you implement any of the strategies that we're going to be going through in our time together over the next 10 days. This is going to generate revenue inside of your business without you feeling like you are begging for clients all the time, okay? So hopefully you're just as excited as I am, especially if you you know, I, I said this, I said this in like my ad or whatever, is that if you've ever wondered why they are, why it feels like some health and wellness and other fitness professionals are able to generate those consistent six figures and beyond with just a handful of followers, while most continue to trade dollar for hour, hustle morning till night for clients, still barely able to scrape by. Oh, there's that chat. I wanted to see that. Hi, 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 hi. Barely able to scrape by. I looked at salary.com just for funsies to see what was going to, uh, just to see, you know, hey, what is this? 
what's the average salary? And I looked at personal trainer. It's anywhere from 24 to 45 grand per year, depending on where you are, depending on where you live. And to me, it's just, for me, I'm, to me, that's unacceptable, especially when if the chances are you're here, it's because you care about the science of training. It means that you already operate from a beginner's mindset and know that there is more out there. And that is what sets you apart from the industry in itself. And chances are there are people out there that are less qualified than you that are making more money than you. And it kills me. And you're about to discover the real reason why. So we're going to be going deep. So if you are a personal trainer, a physical therapist, a nutritionist, a dietitian, anyone who thinks that you, you know, we're in the mental health space. I'm so passionate, especially now given our, our current circumstances that we have to transform our health from the inside out and that you are here because you're facilitating that you are going to be facilitating that for people. And so if you're struggling and you're following that age old advice of, okay, wait, but before we get there, um, um, we're going to talk about that. But I just also want to clarify and set the scene that this is not just any old masterclass. This is a training and a workshop and we're going deep for the next 10 days for a reason. Chances are you're not new to the webinar scene. And this is not like any other webinar or masterclass that you may or may have done before in the past. Okay. This is not some fluff about me training where we're going to do some aggressive, you know, it's just aggressive. Like I'm so amazing. Here I am. In fact, we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to actually talk about, um, client results in a second. This is specifically designed to help you uncover principles, the core components of a profitable business that the successful coaches have figured out. So by the end of our time together, you're going to walk away with a complete blueprint that the successful health professionals have inside of their business so that you too can reach maximum impact and start generating more income inside of your business today. Whether you're just starting out feeling a little nervous about, oh my gosh, the space is saturated, there's too many people, or you're feeling like I'm so strapped, which happens to a lot, right? You, you feel like I'm so strapped for time. I'm at the six figure mark. I cannot scale anymore. We're going to be talking about this. We're going to be talking about how you can stop trading dollar per hour and leverage your time so you can work less, how we can use our content to attract, connect, and convert so we can stop feeling like you're selling, so you don't feel sleazy, so that you're not constantly trying to go after begging for clients and sliding into the DMs like, hey, girl. <laughs> or, Hey, you know, I love it when I get those DMS that are like, Hey, B Simpson fitness. And I'm like, really, you couldn't like just bother to find my name. That's cool. Whatever. Right. Love your content. Okay. Got it. Right. And then help you stand apart in the fitness space so that you become the go-to coach it for your ideal clients. Okay. So if you're a health and wellness professional, nutrition, a personal trainer, anyone who identifies in that health space, and you've been 
completely frustrated because you're following that age old advice of just post every day. And you have been posting, especially if you're anything like me and you're like, oh my gosh, I, I, I am posting every single day. I'm doing exactly what the gurus tell me to do. I'm doing exactly what the gurus tell me to do. And your bank account isn't growing. Or maybe you're really completely overwhelmed and you're like, well, how do I actually generate those consistent 10 to 20K months, okay? I'm gonna give you these tools today. So by the time you finish, you're gonna know what separates the smart from the struggling. Even if you just have a handful of clients, like one of my clients, Sean, okay? When we first started working together, he had 200 followers. That's it. 200 followers, zero people on his email list, especially if you're like, whoa, Beverly, I don't even know what that is. Don't worry, we're going to get there. And he made 10K in our first 30 days of working together. So it was not about the followers. In fact, I also have clients that have 38,000 followers, the blue check mark, and are making zero dollars online. And have famous clients, famous people are their, are their students. It's not about the number of followers. It's not about just posting every day. Just add massive value. We're going to talk about what that actually means. We're going to get down to that root cause of that so that you can actually start making some money. Because I also have a friend who, take, who took on these principles and literally made 10 grand in three posts. I've helped hundreds of coaches get started and scale both online and in person. And I've noticed time and time again that the how-to content claiming you how to teach you how to grow an online business, the truth is that the vast majority of professionals are still struggling, frustrated, begging for clients, and never seem to figure it out. Now, real quick, okay, just real quick before we even go any further, because when I talk about this, I get so excited and I'm so amped for the people that are here that are, that are listening and that are like really ready to go to the next level. There's, this is not, this is not like quick fix. This is not a quick fix. Let's, you know, post one, like turn our computer into a, into an ATM machine, right? Because the people that are making, and I have studied their work, right? In addition to doing it myself, I've also studied million, I'm, I am constantly listening to millionaires. I've had millionaires on my podcast and what they, the tools and access that they have in terms of like the, the free stuff there, we've got it. You got it too. Okay. In terms of the free stuff, in terms of, you know, Different I know that there are different levels of access. I'm not, I'm not negating that, but there are things and resources and tools. I'm giving it's here. It's free. I'm giving it to you all now. They're doing the exact same things as you are doing, but there is something that is really important to remember is that we are also talking about skill acquisition. The people that make it look so easy and so effortless it's just because they've been in the game doing the reps longer. That's it. That's it. So in this training, we are going to uncover those tools. And then you've got, this, there's a reason why I make it so long, I suppose. The reason why I make the training long is because there is a level of mastery. You're not going to teach your client how to deadlift for the first time and then expect them to go get on a platform. 
You're not going to have your toddler work, you know, learn how to learn how to uh, learn how to walk for the first time and then go have them run a marathon the next day. No, it takes reps and doing and, and making a decision, taking inspired action and doing it. Right. So that's why I gave you the workbook. So if you haven't grabbed your workbook, make sure that you download it. Now, I'm not giving that, I'm not giving you that workbook to just give you like busy work. This is not about like fill in the worksheet and yeah, I'm a good student. Cause if you're anything like me, <laughs> if you are anything like me, you can be the best student and then still ask yourself, why is it not working? Right. I designed that workbook so that you have a cheat sheet for you to, so you can start practicing your level of mastery and also to facilitate breakthroughs. There are very powerful questions that we're going to be going through inside of our time together so that you can start making money. That's, I want every single person here with me to start making infinite amount of money because you are changing people's lives. Okay. So the real question that I want you to consider is if the same content, if the same information, right, you've heard this a million times, it's a really awesome, it's a really awesome Instagram quote, right? It's not about information. It's about implementation. So the real question to consider is if the same content is available to everyone, why is it that the success are reserved, reserved for the few? What have they figured out? And maybe even less qualified, right? What have they figured out that we haven't? Okay, so grab that workbook because here comes one of the questions. It's answers easy, but not always simple, is that they have a proven persuasive process inside of their business because it is the most efficient and effective way to both start and scale. And when I say scale, I mean grow, grow a profitable online business. And so, okay, cool, Beverly. What is that? And what goes in that? Okay. So what we're talking about, and I've come, I've, I've put this together to call, and I've now called it the PT profit formula. Okay. This is what's inside a proven persuasive process. We've got the profitable products. We've got the powerful position. And we've got the purposeful plan. And this is going to create maximum impact and increase your income. Okay. And if you're asking, all right, Beverly, how do you know this? Okay. So it's been 12 minutes already that we've been going. And I'm not going to spend too much time on this slide because you're not here for me. And I promise you, this is not going to be about me fluff content. We are here for you. But for those of you who are new to me, welcome. Hi, I'm Beverly Simpson. And I first became a trainer almost, oof, I can't, I mean, almost 10 years ago, longer than 10 years ago. And it's funny, my story is long, so I'm going to truncate it. But I, I love trainers. I love people in the health professionals because you, I don't have to teach you to work hard. If you're anything like me, you're getting up in the morning, you're hustling, you're going to the gym from 6 a.m. till 8 p.m., watching people go in and out. You're staying in day in and day out. And you're not, and you're wanting more than anything to just help people feel free and to just break from this current common lifestyles that make people miserable. You're wanting to end suffer. Okay. And so I, I am a firm believer 
firm, firm. In fact, when I was a fitness manager, so that's the thing. I was the fastest growing personal trainer to assistant fitness manager, to fitness manager, to district fitness manager for a national company in Manhattan, responsible for hiring and developing personal trainers and also leaders, responsible for bringing in $2.1 million per month. And so I'm a firm believer that in order to make that happen, we have to be care about the, the science, right? We're smart. We're on, always staying on the cutting edge of the science of, of, of the fitness industry, because we think and know that when you are a good trainer and educated combined with a great service and a great plan, you don't have to, those people don't have to beg for clients. And I'm going to be teaching you that plan part right now. Okay. I got as many certifications as I could get my hands on CPS. I mean, it's kind of embarrassing to say, but I, you know, I, I literally could be a, like a master NASM trainer in three months, CPT, CES, PES, SFN. I got my precision nutrition level two, SFG, CFSC, TRX, kettlebell. I mean, and just so many, I mean, every certification and I continue actually to uh, constantly study right? Is because I just think that it's just so important to be in the trenches as well. Okay. The problem is, is that it didn't matter how smart I was. I still had to hustle. And sometimes it felt like I was standing on top of a mountain, just being like, just listen to me. If only you would listen to me. Right. And I reached this point where I was like, man, I'm going to say this to you too. Right. We get this choice. I had two kids. I have two daughters. Well, they're not here right now. Usually, if you would listen to my podcast, you probably heard them on the last episode. But um, I had two daughters and I asked myself, am I going to really miss every holiday? Am I really going to? I didn't go to Gwen's first Halloween or second Halloween. She was born October 10th. So I was there for the first, but not the second. I didn't get to see her dress up, pass out candy. And I asked myself, you get a choice. You're either going to build your own dream or someone else's dream. So how, how was I going to grow my family? How was I going to live the life that I wanted to live as well as generate revenue? It wasn't until I learned this, how to, how to sell. Now, by the way, we're going to talk about selling. And if I don't, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it because I've done a lot of pre-training on our relationship to selling because all selling is, is making a case. That's it. We're just making a case. And when we use this effective persuasion, proven process, right? So what I mean by proven, this is what I was talking about with client results. It doesn't matter what I did. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter what my clients do. People like to hear those stories because they're like, oh, they want to, they want to hear, see themselves in it. But remember earlier when I was talking about skill acquisition, your journey is your own, right? The reason those client stories are important is because it's proof of process. Other people out in the industry is proof of concept, but your way, which what we're going to be talking about cultivating right now in this training together, that is proof of concept. Okay. Uh, or proof of process. That. Oh my gosh, I'm getting ahead of myself. We're going to we're going to move on. We're going to move on. But that that's it. Okay. 
Because once you can have that proven process and help other people do that, finally see how your certifications and how your education translates for clients, that is going to unlock financial freedom. So let's just go back to, to the three pillars. This I call this PT profit formula, the three pillars of performance. And if you're asking yourself, well, what's the first thing I need to do when I'm putting together this persuasive system so that we can maximize your impact level? So here's the thing. Over the years, I've noticed personally that the trainers, the coaches are that work the hardest are often the ones or who are the smartest rather and who work the hardest oftentimes end up struggling the longest. This is what I was talking about earlier. It's because you operate from that coach's curse, the beginner's mindset, knowing that it depends isn't sexy, knowing that the long game isn't always fun. Okay, I listen. I get that. Okay. It was a little bit earlier when I was saying this is not a gimmicky quick fix thing. I'm going to give you those first steps right now, right? Is that most people and myself included. Okay. But most people they're trying to sell you Z A to Z, right? Or there are even their clients are trying to go from A to Z, but nah, -uh, we want to go to B. Give them that first step B. And we're going to get into that when we get into the offer. Okay. So if you are struggling, then chances are you are missing mastery in one of these three pillars of performance. And your results are a direct reflection on your level of mastery. And in my experience, coaches fall into one of these five types of categories. Okay. So I, the first thing is that we are going to just identify where you're at. So the first you have the contemplating coach is what I call, right? You'll notice that they're not even here. So here's the good news, right? The contemplating coach, these are the ones that have already clicked off the video. They're not watching in the Facebook group. These are the coaches that sign up. I've had hundreds of you sign up for this course and then don't come, right? It's the same thing with your clients. And for it's not a judgment, right? It's not a judgment. I am here and available. I'm here to serve, give, pour in. And when you're going to hear things, when you're ready to hear them, it doesn't matter, right? Y'all know how the brain works. We're processing things so fast and our subconscious is actually generating more information than our prefrontal cortex. So it's not, it's not a judgment, it's just a simple, it's a simple fact that some people have the best of intentions, but then don't show up for themselves or they're just not ready yet to go all in. Because one of the things that I've just been grappling with myself over and over and over as I've studied millionaires, as I've worked with millionaires, as I'm working on, as I've built my own multiple six-figure businesses and worked with coaches to do the same thing, really some of the biggest differences is just the stories that they tell themselves about what they can and can't do right? But the other thing is that sometimes they're just not ready to hear it yet. And so, and, and sometimes they do things unconsciously and then don't even know that they do it. And so the, that's why it makes them, it's hard for them to teach it. It's like what I think about performers, right? I used to be a former musical theater performer, <laughs> just in case you didn't know. But think about it. There's a reason why Steven Spielberg is the director. He's done amazing things. And yet you don't see him in the front of the video, in front of, you know, he's not the star actor. 
Have you guys ever heard of that thing? You hit the chat box, let me know. Have you ever heard of Masterclass, right? If you've heard of Masterclass, you get these like super high level, like Christina Aguilera teaching voice lessons. She is naturally unconsciously talented. And it's not a judgment either way, you do you, but, but she has no business teaching it, right? So that's what happens a lot to these like super high level coaches, okay? So, or people who are naturally talented. It's okay. I wasn't. It's part of my story is that I wasn't naturally talented. I learned all this stuff. I can deconstruct it all. It's kind of like learning how to squat for the first time. And you're really thinking about, you know, you're, you're coaching your clients, cueing them to have the rib cage and the pelvic, you know, you're the, the positioning of the pelvic floor or, pel, or the pelvis and the rib cage relationship. You're not over cueing them. You're trying to get them to be unconsciously competent. That's what we're going to be doing today here or in our time together. Okay. So then you also have what I call the unheard coach. So now typically people will have mastery in one or, or, or two, uh, two or none. And that's fine. That's what we're going to be working on today. So the unheard coach are the people that have an amazing service. You have an amazing service. You have amazing product. You have what we call the must have now. You've heard people call the grand slam offer, the home run offer, this irresistible, this, this product that is just so they must have it. Okay. And they have an awesome plan but they're standing in the ecosystem. It doesn't matter. Nobody's paying attention to them. This is my unheard coach, right? Then you've got the influential coach. And I love this coach, right? You hear a lot of people that are like, mm, they're so busted, but these are the people that have a powerful position. These are the people that get paid oftentimes to, to uh, promote their stuff, right? This remember my client I was telling you about that's got like 38,000 uh, followers, but isn't making any money on his own stuff, right? That's because people keep trying and he's saying no, but he's, people keep trying over and over to like, Hey, you know, uh, share my stuff, sell my stuff, sell my stuff. Or, and then sometimes they do. And so the, they're bound by this plan that's not their own and they're not selling their own products and services. So they're not actually generating any profit. Okay. Now profit is not the same as revenue. All those, it is super amazing when I see people say, I made seven figures in my business and seven figure revenue. Cool. But did you spend $999,000 trying to get those leads? I want the highest profit margin. That's what we're looking at. Okay. So then we've got my hustling coach, which is most people. This is most people, right? And growth happens in phases. And we can talk about that here, but my hustling coach, this is the one who's strapped for time. You have incredible services, maybe even an awesome position, but either you're begging for clients or you can't generate the revenue that you want to. Okay. Then we've got the successful coach, the one that has mastery in all three, because when you have all three of these, that's when you get to become successful. That's when you get to become that's when you get to go to that next level. Okay. So let's just, so the first step would be to just identify, where are you? What kind of coach are you? Where are you? What do you want? And if you want, you know, share, you can share in the chat.
I got Jared here with me today and hopefully he is looking at my, my workbook. So he's making sure I actually say the things that I wanted to say so that you guys can write it down. Um, I can hear him laughing as I say that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So let's just go down to the basics. Okay. Because the truth of the matter is that masters, they just master the basics. That's it. And reiterate the basics. So all businesses need every single business. I don't care what kind of business it is. It could be e-commerce. It could be, it could be evergreen, which means always selling like a grocery store. It could be, um, um, a clothing store. I mean, literally it can be just every business needs it is people prospects and purchases. That's it. That's it. I know it sounds so easy, but really it is. That's all it is. Okay. So here's the thing is that most people will spend all of their time. Oh, I need to move some things so that I can get my marker here. Right. Oh, I need to get more. I need to get more, a, a bigger audience. I need to get a bigger audience. I need to get a, I need to get a, I need to get a, um, uh, more likes, more engagement, right? You've heard me say things like, don't focus on those vanity and the metrics, or maybe you've heard other people say vanity metrics. But if you're always focusing on the people and trying to grow what we call, or what you might've heard, if you're, if you're new at all, if you've ever been around marketing world, top of funnel, right? If you're always working on the people component, that's like trying to fill a colander up of water. You're not gonna do that. We have to get the back end dialed in. And when you get the back end dialed in, it does not matter the followers. Like I, I was telling you about Sean, where we made 10K in a month, right? You get to make, you can make, and then it's just growing from there, right? And then you have um, uh, a handful of followers. Same thing with, with uh, I had another client who made 160 grand in three back-to-back three -back launches, Third, uh, 30, 40, 30K launches, plus an inter intermean launch. Now, if you're like, oh my gosh, Beverly, what's a launch? Don't stress. It's just a presentation of an offer with a deadline. And we're going to talk about that today, but that's it. So people is people never heard of you before. They raise their hand, right? And they're like, wait, I, I might be interested in this whether it's a discovery call, whether they're walking on the street and they go into your gym, whether they see your Facebook post or they see your Instagram post and they send you a DM. And they're like, hey. And then you blow their minds by creating demand and, or harnessing demand, I should say. And they become purchasers. Okay, now here's the thing too that I want you all to think about as we continue to move forward is because how, Beverly, how, how? I get it, I'm gonna tell you how, but I just want you to remember too that and this is a little bit about what I was saying yesterday. The only reason why I'm here, why other successful people are here is because they have heard no more times than they've heard yes, that's it. That's it. You don't need everybody to say yes. You just need that. You just need your people to say yes. And a handful of them doesn't need to be everyone. Do you know how much hate I got on my, on my ad, right? We ran ads for this, for this, um, for this free training. Oh my gosh. People like, <laughs> I was laughing. I saw it. It was like, called me like dog shit or whatever. And I was like, oh, okay. 
cool. That's fine. That's, that's, that's fine. Right. In fact, if you are like, Oh no, as you're hearing that on now on Tuesday, we're going to be talking about the content component. I want you to get your, your first troll. If you don't haven't had a troll fast, faster, because that means that you're actually saying something that resonates for every person that hates it. There's someone out there that needs it. Five people that need it. And we'll talk about that later. I'm getting ahead of myself. Like, I know Jared, I'm going to do it. I promise. All right. So all that to say, right, is that the question then becomes, okay, well, how, Beverly, how, how are we going to get these purchases? How are we going to get these people prospect? If I'm not supposed to focus on the people, what am I supposed to focus on? Okay. I get it. Right now, most people, this is when they come in here and they're telling you, okay, we need to just build <laughs> no like, and trust. Who's heard that before? Yeah, right. We need to build no like and trust, no like and trust. Now I get why. I get why they say that. I do. I really, I, I really, I do because you want to build that connection. I hear that, right? But let me ask you: If your daughter, your dog, your kids, your aunt, your mom, whoever, someone you really cared about needed a surgeon, do you think they went on Instagram and went like, "Who do I know like and trust"? Who do I know? Who's my friend? No, they didn't, right? If you or your wife was having a baby, would you go next door to the mom who had four kids and be like, hey, can you deliver my baby? Because, you know, I know I like, can trust you and you've had babies. Or are you going to go to your OBGYN who's got skill and demonstration that they can do it? Does it matter to you really? No, people don't want no like and trust. They want the best. And before you get twisted in your mind, like, hey, I'm not the best, right? You are. Someone need you are the best to someone. Someone needs you where you are right now, right? It's not necessarily about arriving somewhere, right? We're always in momentum. We're growing or we're going backwards. You are the you want to be the best option at that moment, at the right time, right person at the right time. Okay. I always use this orchid as an example too. It's beautiful, right? I love it. It's pink, my fave. Um, I have no idea where I bought it. No idea. I don't know, like, and trust them, right? Now I get this trust component. What is that, right? So the reason why I get so anti that is just because in my experience, like I would run a promotion, meaning I'd be like, I'm looking for three people or whatever. And then maybe I didn't hit my numbers. So what? Was I supposed to just wait. And I did, right? Okay. Well, I'm going to wait three months before and just keep building no like and trust. Well, how do you know when you're building no like and trust? My mom no likes and trusts me. My husband no likes and trusts me. And he has about a dime. It's not about no like and trust. What it's really about is the ladder of believability. And the million dollar question from what takes somebody to be a people, an audience member, and turn them into a customer is how fast can you carry them through the ladder of believability? Where they go from feeling like they believe in you. So this is the trust component, right? So sure, you might ask your friend, what's the who's the best surgeon around, right? This is a brain trigger, by the way, is that 
you know, we're going to talk a lot. I talk a lot about un, about unconscious rapport and friends. I'm just going to tell you right now that it's, I can only talk about like so much of it. I really going to give you everything I got, but I don't want to overwhelm you. Okay. So it's a, it's a brain trigger. It's authority. Okay. So they need to believe in you. They need to believe in your offer. We're going to talk about today what that is. This is that profitable product because it's not your services. Uh, they need, and this component, which most people miss this, they need to believe in themselves that they can do it. And the most important component, I think, is that they need it now. When a person can go through this ladder of believability, that is what's going to turn them into a customer. Okay. It can literally happen in the span of, I heard your podcast. I DM'd you. I became a, I, I became a PC profit formula customer. It literally could be as fast as I read three posts. I DM'd you. Right. Um, it could also be as slow as I've gone through three of your trainings before, and I finally am ready to do it, right? I have people that have been talking to me for years and haven't pulled the trigger. That's fine. People are ready when they're ready, okay? So, that is what the customer journey is. And we're going to talk a little bit more about it, deeper into it, because the truth is, all right, well, how do you get them to do it? Well, what we're talking about is the perceived value in your persuasive content. Okay. And now I've used this word persuasive a couple of times. So I just want to get really clear as to what I'm talking about because persuasive and persuasion, it's not the same as convincing and manipulation. It has nothing to do with it. Let me give you an example. I'm not here to, con well, first of all, I'm not here to convince anybody of anything. It does not matter how much trickery language I use and teach. It does not matter uh, I could, I mean, I literally study language and, and messaging. So I could use the most captivating content on the planet. And if I share it to someone that it does not pertain to, it will fall on deaf ears. Doesn't, it does not matter. Your clients already have a desire island. So this is the example that I use. And I used it a couple weeks ago on Instagram, which is that I have someone that I follow who's in one of my masterminds and one of my mastermind circles. She teaches people how to overcome infidelity, infidelity in their marriage and um, overcome addiction. It has absolutely nothing to do with me. That just does not pertain to me. I'm happily married and it's not a judgment either way, which we'll talk about this more on Tuesday. It's not a judgment either way. The point is that it doesn't, it doesn't matter how persuasive her content is. It doesn't pertain to me. So it's not going to resonate with me. And listen, she got so much hate on her posts. And I remember being like, Ooh, that's tough. But I get a lot of hate on my posts and you know what helps me get through it is when is being so convicted and knowing that I'm here to serve and that I can, I help people and have continued to help people. I'm convicted in that way. 
It's like if someone stared at, was walking down my street and was like, oh, Beverly, that's the ugliest green hair I've ever seen. And then I look at my, I'm like, that poor person, I don't have green hair, right? It's the same type of concept here. Your clients already have a desire island. What we are talking about is shifting perspective. So let me give you an example. Let's start here. Tell me what you see. Put in the chat box right now. What do you see? Oh, this is only fun if you participate. I don't, I, oh, okay, cool. Duck, cool, duck, duck, duck. Okay, most people see duck. Who sees the bunny? Do you see the bunny? Right, Woo, look, there he is. A bunny, yes, right? Okay, what about this one? What do you see here? Old lady, old lady, yep, okay, cool. Now that I've said old lady, you probably can all see the old lady. Who sees the young lady? Yeah, Jonathan, I knew you'd see that young lady. Listen, I'm gonna show you where she is because I could only see the old lady, but here's her necklace, here's the necklace, here's her chin and she's looking away. Here's her hair, hat, okay, and her little like bang, okay. That's what I mean when I'm talking about Desire Island, when I'm talking about persuasion and, and perspective shifting. I'm not trying to, to convince anybody of anything. I'm helping my customer go from where they are now, okay? This is that struggling avatar to get to their Desire Island. Now we go way deep inside of this, inside of, inside of the program, okay? But this is really important that we talk about this, okay? Which is that here's your client, they're in Desire Island, okay? And here's where they are now. There's a reason why they're not there, okay? Now, this is a concept that comes from Donald Miller's, um, I always say start with why, but that's Simon Sinek. No, Storybook Brand. Has anyone read this book? Let me know. Let me know. If you haven't, it's fine, right? But what we're talking about is that you are here. You are driving the vehicle, the car. This is what you're making a case for. You're going to be like, here, client, you're so sad. I'm going to put you in this car and I'm going to drive you to Desire Island. Now, if you're, if you're anything like me and you're like, wait, but Beverly Island's water. Okay, so this could be a boat, right? So that's an example of what I mean. On Tuesday, we're going to be talking about the messaging, really the messaging component. So we'll be diving much deeper into this. But there, every time someone says, oh, the market, it's saturated, it's saturated. No, we're just talking about sophistication. I want you for a second, right, to just market sophistication. Just for a second, I want you to imagine a book recently, a book, a podcast that has really changed your life. Could you imagine if that author decided like, ooh, there's too many books on the market. I can't, I can't write one. Uh, I always use this example, but I forget it. But do you guys remember, you know, uh, could you imagine if Nike decided that they're not going to come to the market space because Adidas was already crushing it? No, never. There's plenty for everyone. It's our job to get more sophisticated in the marketplace. And we're going to talk about that on Tuesday. So 
So stay tuned on that. I don't want to get too overwhelmed because first we got to dial in. So now we, this is your customer journey. How are we going to move them through that ladder of believability? Well, the first thing, my friends, and I'm sure you've heard this before, if you've, if you're new at all, is that we need, need, need to identify your client and your niche. We have to. And if you're anything like me and you're like, oh, but Beverly, (laughs) I have had, I'm laughing because I'm I'm using voices. I just can't help it. Where you're like, I've helped, I've, I've helped so many different people. How can they possibly choose? The idea behind niching is for two reasons. You need to cut through that noise. Otherwise you're running the risk of being vanilla in the ice cream store with 31 other flavors around you. Your client is not gonna know that you're for them. Specificity is your friend for two reasons. And I'll get to the second reason and I'll I'll just say it now, but we're gonna be talking about it more by the end of this training is, is value, perceived value. We're gonna actually talk about what that means, but think about it this way. You could go to a generalist or a specialist and people are going to pay more for the specialist. Same, even if it's the same service, people pay more for specialist. So how can you position yourself in the market space as the specialist? So who are you specifically talking to? Now we can talk about demographics. Most people will start with demographics like I help busy moms. I help, I help, I help women 35, right? But I want you to go deeper. I'm, I'm always, I'm always about deeper. I'm always about the next layer. Okay. What are their values? What And we're going to talk a little bit about that desire island, right? And in a second, when we talk about perceived value in one second, but what are their values? What is it? What will it mean to them when they get to desire island? And what problem specifically do you solve? Now, it's a misnomer when people say, oh, attract people with a problem and sell them the solution. Uh Uh-uh. People don't want your solution. I do. I love you. I want your solution. Okay. So I'm just going to say that, but uh, they don't want your solution. No one's laying awake going, oh, I can't wait. (laughs) Laying awake at night being like, oh man, I just need a membership, another course. I need another course. No, that's the solution. We're going to talk about it. But what they really want is the layer underneath what they see at the top. What is it that they think they're going to get? when they sign up for the membership? What's the transformation? We're gonna talk deeper about that, right? And then notice how I keep saying over and over, how specifically do you solve it? The more specific, the better. I want you to think of specificity as a laser. That's the laser beam that cuts through all that noise and speaks directly to your client. And then specifically, why you? Now, this question, I want you to spend some time on. I think I missed this in the workbook, Jared. It's all right. We'll remember it for next time. 70% perfect. That's how I operate. But this one is a hard one to answer. Okay. But on two, but so spend some time on it. 
Because the truth of the matter is that most people do not value the value they bring. You guys forget that what is easy for you is not easy for your client. I lived with somebody during COVID who was 30 and didn't know that vegetables were a carbohydrate. Now that's not to criticize or judge. I'm not like memeing them and, you know, mean slapping them. That's not what I'm doing. It's to just highlight and point out that what you think is obvious and clear, your clients do not. And we're told over and over and over again, information, information. If your information is abundant, right? How many times have we had got like had that analysis by paralysis where we've over-researched something? And if information is so abundant, why is it that 88% of Americans specifically are still metabolically inflexible? And the fitness industry is a $2.1 billion industry. And yet the majority of people are still struggling. It's because they haven't found you yet. So now if you are sitting there and asking yourself, but Beverly, what if I don't know who my ideal client is? This is why I start with the offer. Okay. It's because I get it. Most trainers and clinicians, you already have had the luxury, the privilege of working with all different types of people. And that is such a blessing. It is a good thing. So I want you to start thinking about what is your offer? because it's not just the price. And we're going to talk about that for the rest of our time together. And oh my gosh, I cannot believe it's already one o'clock, almost one o'clock. I'm sorry. I, I told you I'm not holding anything back. There's a reason why it's so long. Okay. So what is an offer specifically? Okay. This is on your worksheet, a perceived high value product or service that gives the customer the fastest, easiest way to achieve the desired outcome. Okay. Most people start here at the price. They trade dollar for hour and it's not your fault. Insurances. If you bill insurances, they teach you to trade dollar for hour. The gyms, they teach you to trade dollar for hour. It is not your fault. You know that. Okay. So what is perceived value? You've heard me say that a couple of times, and maybe you've even heard people say, just add value. Okay, cool. Well, how do you know when you've done that? Right? It's so arbitrary. So value is communicated at different points of the customer journey. So you're going to have value at in your content that you'll talk about on Tuesday. But today we're going to be talking about deciding the value of your offer. So this is how the brain... And this comes from a concept of Al from Alex. This is your brain, how it measures value, okay? First of all, what is the desired goal? But beneath that is what does that, what is, why do they have that goal? Now it's intense. That's an intense question. I typically don't ask why. The reason why I don't ask that is because Sometimes people get put on the, on the defense when they hear the word why, and that's not what we're trying to do. We're trying to elicit the value. So what, what is the benefit that they're going to get when they achieve the goal? What will that bring them? What becomes possible for them? Okay. 
then the other thing that they are measuring the value by is speed. Speed will win over free a hundred times. There's a reason why liposuction does better than a one-year transformation. It wins. It's $25,000, right? If my dentist said to me, I don't know actually how much it is. I just pulled that number off out of the top of my head. But if my dentist said to me, which by the way, I hate the dentist in case you were curious, said, hey, I'm going to do this root canal and you're going to get five hours. We're going to meet every day. You lucky? I'm going to look at your journal and you can call me and have unlimited access to me. And I'm going to just give you the best root canal I can. And it's going to take a year and you get me every single day. And it only costs one dollar. Or am I going to do the root canal from the dentist that's like, hey, listen, I can do your root canal without Novocaine, no pain, and you won't get hurt, and it'll be done in five minutes for 30 grand. Dude, if the dentist came for me for that, I would probably sell my house to get that type of root canal, okay? That, it's not, so it's the speed, right? There's a reason that life, you know, it's twofold, right? It's the speed and it's also the level of effort that the client needs to do and sacrifice that the client is measuring. Now, if you're anything like me and you're like, okay, but what if I teach, because I used to back in the day, I used to teach how to lose up to 50 pounds without counting calories, right? That is not going to happen in five minutes. It's just not, right? So you have to start at, so this is where the fun begins, right? You need to start, and this is what I was saying earlier, is that you need to start making a case for getting them to the first step, the B. What's the B? If they're starting at A and they want to go to Z, you're making a case for B. There's a reason why I say get 10K in 90 days. I'm working on all of us, all of us, everyone here. If you're hanging out with me, you're, we're getting to a million and beyond that. A million a week is what I was just, my mind got pushed to just recently, right? So, um, that, that is not going to happen in 10 minutes. No matter how many times you slice it. I just said it to one of my clients today. It's like, you could, you could have, you can, it's crass. I'm not going to say it, but no matter how you slice it, nine, it takes nine to 10. It takes 40 weeks to cook a baby, 37 to 40 weeks to cook a baby. It doesn't matter how many babies you, how many women you impregnate. It is going to take you that long period. Right. So you might, you remember, go back to that ladder of believability and you might be asking yourself, okay, well, well, what is the fastest thing win that you can get? Because people come for content and then they stay for community. So when you're thinking about the value of your offer and thinking about the promise, right? This is what I want you to be thinking about. So here are six powerful questions that I want you to be thinking about as you're crafting this profitable product. Now, something that's really important to note is you don't need a million. You don't need a million major offers. You need one. You just need one. Right? My mentor, James Wedmore, calls it a, whole, a home run offer, right? And if you think about baseball, right, not every, no, not every 
hit, not every run is going to be a home run. That's fine. That can sometimes win the game, right? But the home runs, you just need one. Or, or grand slam, right? That's what it is. That's Alex calls it that too. You just need one. So I want to ask, so ask yourself, and this is something else. Most people don't, um, um, oh, amazing. Thank you. And you, Paris, when I want you to tell me how to say your name, forgive me. Um, uh, so the thing is, is that most people will tell you like, go survey your audience and go find out what your audience wants. Uh-uh, no, this is your business, friends. You guys are going to be talking about this stuff every single day. You better care about what it is that you want to provide. And honestly, I used to teach survey your audience, but I've kind of moved away from that because when you survey your audience, that's like cockroaches being everywhere in, in the house and you turn on the light and they go, right? Or when you ask your kids for my parents out there, they're like, what do you want for dinner? Mac and cheese. Okay, so we're going to give them a little bit of mac and cheese, but then we're going to give them what they need, right? So you, I want you to think about what is it that you want to transformation that you want to provide? And I, I was looking for another word than transformation because sometimes it's not about weight loss, right? And that word gets associated with the weight loss a lot, but transformation could be like, hey, I'm not scared to be alone in my house and fall. And then, you know, my parents aren't here. What, who's going to help me? Transformation can be like, I didn't lose my shit on my kids for the first time. I actually slept the entire night. Like, that's what I want you to be thinking about. Okay. And then I want you to ask yourself, what are the beliefs that your clients have to have in order to get the transformation? So what do I mean by beliefs? Okay. Cause this can be a tricky word because beliefs are literally things that people don't walk around being like, Oh, I have this belief. I believe no, no, no. They think it is a truth. It's not possible for me to lose weight because of my genetics. It's not possible for me because the doctor said I'll never walk again. Those are actual things that they think is true. So what do your clients, in order to be on Desire Island, what do they need to have to be true? Because those are the people that you're trying to help them see the bunny when they only see the duck, but both are there. Okay. Then I want you to, I use this word perceived a lot because, because so many things people think are fact and true just aren't. That's okay. But what are the problems? What's preventing them from getting there? What are the yeah buts? What are the reasons? What are the limitations that they are fighting for? And go back to this quadrant because that right here. Oh, it's too hard. I can't do that. It's not possible for me. It's, it's going to take too much time. Okay. So once we can identify some of the perceived problems, you get to ask, I wanted to edit this. So hopefully I did this, but what are the mistakes? And if you're like, oh, Beverly, I don't know, but start thinking this question. What are the mistakes that your clients are making? What is the pain that they are feeling? Friends, pain is our biggest motivator. People move away from pain faster than they move towards pleasure. One of my mentors taught me, told me the story that he, like a parable that he heard from his about how 
about how there was a man that was walking down the street one day and there was this dog crying and he was laying on the na- on a nail and he was just crying and crying. And the man stopped him and said, Hey, your dog, he's laying on the nail. Can you move? Like, we got to get him to stop crying. And he says, you know, why won't he get off the nail? And he says, because it'll hurt too much to move. Okay. Pain is our biggest motivator and driver. Then we need to know what's causing them to take those actions. Why are they making those? Why are they taking those actions? This is the beliefs that they have. Then you can ask yourself, so what I'm hoping you've noticed or not, if you haven't noticed by yet, I'm reverse engineering your business. That's kind of how I, I, I reverse engineer a lot of things. Okay. But you know what you're going to talk about. You know where you need them to be. Why aren't they there? What's preventing them from getting there, right? I, this is how I built this presentation. People think, oh, I just need to add value. And then they don't p- put enough offers out. An offer, this is a podcast episode coming out. An offer a day keeps poverty away. Seriously, like you want to make more money, put more offers in front of more people. And if you're like, oh, but Beverly, I don't want to be sleazy. If you're here, that's why, you know, you're not going to be sleazy. This is when we're going to shift that perspective around selling. Selling is a service. Literally, you're watching this on something you bought. Could you imagine, just imagine for a second if the grocery store closed their doors and said, hey, we don't want to be sleazy. You know, we need to build no like and trust. So come back in two months. Oh my gosh, we would die. I would die. Okay. So who, who, what is the identity of that person and go into the values? Because when you know that, that's how you're going to shift their perspectives. Okay. So now you, and literally you might need some time to think about this and that's fine. So take the time that you need. You've got those workbooks, go work it, go, go workshop this and put it posted in the group. If you're participating in the group, right? But there are seven main components of an offer. But like I said, I don't want to overwhelm you. So I'm going to give you my best. I'm going to give you the top three, the most important three today. Because when you dial these three in, I'm telling you, people will be like, okay, here's my credit card. Okay. The promise. I want you. What? Give me the tangible benefits. Now, most people do want to skip this part. They want to skip this part. Because they're like, ah, I can't eat for my clients. I can't do the push-ups for my clients. Listen, there's a reason, and I've done this. I've made this mistake. There's a reason I do not write the copy for my clients anymore. I don't write the copy for my clients anymore. I teach you instead to find your voice. Because that on a subconscious level is going to move people. I know it's one o'clock. I'm so sorry. Thank you for your time. If you've got to catch the replay, that's fine. We probably won't go much longer. There's only a few more slides, but there are, uh, people want to skip this part. They're like, I I just can't do this. I can't do this. You know, I can't commit, but friends double down just on this component. Be so good that talent talks. Now, most people are so fixated on like, what are my colleagues going to think of me and worrying about being judged, right? Which we're going to talk about on Tuesday, but Double down on the results, not because, not for any other reason, except to prove your process over and over again and end suffering. When you double down on this, 
and get specific, you will cut through the noise. You will become the cream that rises to the top. Okay. And if you're like, but Beverly, you, there are so many different things. We can workshop it in the group, right? You can use qualifier words up to, even for this, I, I said, get your, get up to your next five customers, right? One to five, because you're like, oh, but Beverly, we got a, you know, one pound a week. That's not sexy. I get it, but I get it. So what's the first win that is going to feel sexy? And you get to muse on that. Think about that, right? I, I, I watched someone's webinar the other day or, or uh, their training that they were like, get lead, get paid to get paid to get leads. And I was like, oh, I want that. But when I looked at it closer, I was like, yeah, that's what we teach. You're, and which we'll dive deeper into it in terms of like your, your ROI ends up being four times your investment. Sure, that is true. And we're going to work on that. But there's so much guessing, testing, and assessing that needs to happen before we can get there. That's where we're going. Okay, so double down on the benefits. What are the tangible things that they can grab their teeth into? That if they're 100% committed and you're 100% committed, it's going to happen. And what can you be so convicted on that you're willing to take on all the risk? Then you get to ask yourself, okay, well, what goes into that? So this is where most people stay. They get stuck on the facts and features, okay? Oh, it's going to be four Zoom calls. And then they try to sell the solution. This is what selling the solution is. You're going to get a membership. You're going to get this course. You're going to get up, 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 up. People don't want that, right? It matters. I'm not saying facts and features don't matter, but people lead with facts and features. Sometimes less is better. Ever notice that the people who are the most effortless in what they do, they're just so simple? It's so simple. It's the basics. Human beings just want to, to you know, we want to, um, we want to overcomplicate things. Okay, you're not alone on that. Um, but it's the, it's the process, right? The process and it still matters. What is the fastest? Go back to that four quadrant. What's the fastest? Speed wins over free. Way that you can get them to this goal. And then something else, and this is an exercise I'll take you through pretty intensely in PT Profit Formula. So I'm just gonna just scratch at the surface is that I'm gonna teach you to stop trading dollar for hour because we're trading transformations. Now we're selling transformations, not weight loss transformations, but promises. We're gonna sell promises now, right? But you need to know what your dollar for hour is worth because business is math. If you wanna make a million dollars, your hour is worth $485. So you need to ask yourself as you're putting together this process, how much time, because time and money have an inverse release re relationship. You either have tons of time and feel like you lack resources or you have a lot of resources, but you have zero time. So you need to ask yourself, how much fulfillment time is it going to take to fulfill on said promise? Then we get to talk about price. Okay, so friends, price is marketing, period, period. Price is the perceived value for the asking investment, okay? 
So I'm gonna tell you two quick stories. Antonio Rangel, he was an associate professor of economics at Caltech, okay? He published, he published in the National Academy of Sciences, marketing actions can modulate neural representations of experienced pleasantries. It was published in January of 2014, okay? Him and his colleagues, they took five wine bottles, okay? And they blind tested it. And they said, here is um, a wine and, and you need to rank the taste from cheap, you know, cheapest to the best, right? And the only thing on the wine bottle was the price. It had like, um, um, like one bottle said like $1 sign and then $2 sign and then, you know, upwards of five and hands down, you know what happened in that study? It was all ranked to say, oh, um, the most expensive wine was the best and that one was cheap, but you know what? It was the same bottle of wine. It was the same bottle of wine. There was a woman in Sedona. Have y'all been there? It's a great place, beautiful. Um, she had a jewelry shop and nothing was selling. And so she went, she left and she told her employees one day, she said, just mark everything off, half off. Okay. They misheard her and they doubled their price. And when she got back, there was nothing on the shelf. Okay. Price is marketing. And the more expensive, there is a perceived value when it comes to Price. You can get your t-shirt at Walmart. You can get your t-shirt at Neiman Marcus. Now, all that to say, okay, how to determine your price, because this is where people get tricky or get stuck is because most people will tell you, you need to sell high ticket, high ticket, high ticket, high ticket. I have someone in my, in my course right now who, who, if I sold it for 20 grand, 10 grand, there's no way she'd be able to afford it. But she shows up, she comes every day to every call, shows up, does the work because she has an emotional investment. It's not for you and it's not for me to assess what is cheap, right? Expensive compared to what? She has an emotional investment. That is what we're looking to do when we're talking about energy exchange. Money is an energy exchange. Have you ever noticed that your clients who ask for the discount, your clients that are, are, you know, always fighting point of sale and trying to get the cheapest session count or whatever are the biggest pain in the butts. And they, then they don't get results because they are not showing up for themselves. The biggest gift you could ask your client to do is to emotionally invest because that is when they are going to show up for themselves. You are actually doing your clients a favor by asking them to expand and raise to the level of commitment that it's going to take to get to the said goal, okay? And that's gonna come from picking a price as well, perceived value, it's just true. People are going to perceive something as more expensive is better, whether or not that's good or bad, because it's not true. How many times have y'all like gone to like a nice restaurant and you've eaten the food and you're like, oh gosh, this is trash. 
right? A million times, right? Again, it's perceived value, right? But the, and, and here's the nuance, the nuanced conversation, right? Is that there is somebody, and I want you to remember, go back, okay? Price is marketing. There is somebody at every level, at every level, okay? For you. But you have to ask yourself, what goes in? If, it, if you're working to give someone a $10,000 experience for a $1,000 investment, what needs to go into that? So yeah, sure. I could charge someone. I want to make a million dollars. I could find one person to pay me a million dollars, but then you get to ask yourself, well, what's a $10 million transformation? What would you have to give that person? And I, I went to the gutter for a second and I did not mean to, that's not what I meant. I meant more like, um, you know, what do you have to fly around the world with them? Do you have to be their personal chef? Do you have to, you know, what do you, what would you have to do? What would you have to sacrifice in order to do that? Okay. Here's the thing. Most people, they price on commodity. They think, oh, well, I just, they go out to the market space. They're like, okay, I'm a brand new gym. I'm a brand new PT. Let me look at the market space. Let me see what other people are doing. And let me, let me just be a little bit cheaper, but I need to get better results. That is a disservice to yourself and to your clients for a couple of reasons. Okay. Because if you're struggling, you either have limited number of clients or you have a limited number of cash flow. And when you are trying to measure your business on price, it's a race to the bottom because we all have the same amount of 24 hours in the day, period, period. Okay. So when you charge more and you give a perceived value, you're going to get better results, less headaches because your clients are going to show up they're not, their expectations are going to be clear and met. And then you have leftover revenue to grow your team, to, to increase the results and increase the experience because you'll have more profit left over for fulfillment. And then when you do that and you're doubling down on the promise and the results are so good that it hurts that you can literally get to a point where you can turn away a 50K offer on a day because you just, the, you can make more than that, right? And now something else too, that I just one caveat, when I start talking about money and, and people have like really deep-seated relationships with money, and we're gonna talk a lot about that, but the more money you make, the more good you get to do in this world. Money is an amplifier. There are really greedy poor people and there are really greedy rich people. But we had somebody in our industry right now, and I'm sure some of you have been following them. I know that some of you know them, right? They had a massive tragedy hit their family. So much so that it like still, like I get teary-eyed. And if you guys had a hundred million dollars, just think about how, what you could give to that family. If you could make that kind of money, right? That's why I'm here is because you can do so much good. And if you're here, I know you can do so much good with the revenue that you are going to bring. Okay. So when you price on commodity, it's a race to the bottom because what's to prevent somebody to being like, okay, I'm going to buy these bananas and then I'm going to go down the street and I'm going to park and put my bananas out and I'm going to sell it for 10 cents less. No, nope. You are not trading dollar for hour that ends today. 
you are going to be the best in your market space. And if you are sitting here going, Beverly, I'm not the best. We're going to talk more about that on Tuesday. Okay. And we're going to talk about that in our messaging. Okay. But just remember there is someone for you right now who needs what you have. Okay. So now I swear I'm almost done. And then I'm going to get to the homework. Let's just go through the six S successful framework. Okay. Number one, I want you to study. We talked a lot today about studying your, uh, or we talked today about your ideal client. I need you to study them, go into their environment, go and hear their language. What are they saying? What is it that they are doing? Okay. Study them. Most people are like, I need to fix my website. I need to do my about me page. What about my branding? Notice how I didn't even say anything in this call so far about website branding. Does it, nothing. I don't want to say that it doesn't matter to me. It's more important to work on this stuff than it is to work on, on um, the branding because this is the stuff that moves the dial. Study the ideal client. And then I want you to serve them. Whenever I get into my head, whenever I start to feel imposter syndrome, I want you to notice where your attention is. The attention is on me. Oh, I'm feeling bad, blah, blah, blah. So I wake up and I'm like, I ask myself, who can I serve? How can I serve them? How, what can I give? We need to give before we can get, right? And then we get to solve, 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 solve. They've got a perceived problem to challenge. All that means is that we need to give them solve. We need to solve the problem. How are we going to do it? We're going to sell. Okay. Now selling, if you've got feelings about that, we can work through that, but I'm just talking about shifting perspective. We're going to help people see the bunny instead of the duck to end suffering so that we can give more. And what is that going to require? This is going to require skill. This is what I said earlier, right? Skill reps practice rubber meets the road. We're going to put this process in place our time together, and then we're going to practice it. Skill acquisition, right? The people that do this naturally and they that seem to have overnight success, it took years of failure, years of bad offers, years of bad positioning to figure it out. Does that mean that it's going to take you years? No, I said on my Instagram story today that my hope is that we learn from all my failures so that you guys can learn it faster, get there faster. We don't have to make a million dollars by tomorrow. It'd be nice, but we don't have to. We just got to get to be, okay? And then the system, that when you have the system, the repeatable system, you get to start remove yourself out of the pro. You get to remove yourself out of the business. That's when you get to scale, which means you get to blow up. You get to leverage your time. Now, something else I want to say too, when we're talking about price, I swear, and then I'm going to let you go. I'm going to give you homework and then I'm going to let you go. But um, one of the things too, when you're coming up with your offers, right? This does not mean, by the way, I want you to remember that, that price is marketing and that business is math. And if you're like, but Beverly, I'm not good at my numbers. We're going to shift that because you don't need to be great at numbers. You just need to be great at some numbers. Okay. So business is math. So if you want to sell a low ticket offer and you want to make a million dollars, you need to sell a million people a $1 product. Okay. But if you've been in the game at all, at all, you 
probably, I probably don't need to tell you that it takes just as much effort to get someone on a free experience and it's free than it does to get someone to spend $4,000. Same amount of effort, just the volume. It's just like volume and intensity when you're working out. Okay, they have an inverse relationship. So I've made them as, I'm not here to tell you which one's better. A lot of coaches are gonna be out there and be like, high ticket, high ticket. If you ever see those things where they're like, I made $50,000 in 30 days, cool, right? That's the top, the surface. That's the marketing whipped cream. Amazing. Let's go under the surface. What does that mean? You sold five people, 10, a 10 grand product. How did you get, you know, let's go. What does that mean? Did you go and reach all your networks? How many years have you been cultivating that audience, right? Did you send 500? Do you have a million people on your email list and you just hadn't given them an offer before, right? Don't get sucked into the smoke and mirrors of marketing. And you're like, but Beverly, you teach it. Yeah, I do teach it so that you can see through it, craft your own, find your own voice and make a lot of money to help other people. Okay. So when you're, so there is no right or wrong way to do it. Just get really clear on what your dollar for hour is worth, not trading, but what is it worth? What is it going to take to fulfill? Because sometimes we get into that trap of like, okay, well, my product is $1, but it's going to take me 700 million hours to fulfill on it. Math does not add up. There's no profit margin. I don't care you made a hundred grand if it's costing you 500,000 to run the business. No. Okay. Okay. So your homework, you got the workbook. I want you to post your biggest ahas, takeaways in the group, complete the bingo. There's a whole, we just, it's fun, okay? The idea of the bingo is to help you participate because we are in the game and you guys get a choice, right? If we're playing, you, you can either play flag football, which is fun, pickup game, or we can play in the NFL. Same game, different rules, different levels of commitment, different levels of participation. Okay. And the magic is going to happen in the participation. Okay. And I'm going to be there with you in our time together, answering any questions. So that's it for today. We're going to be talking about, um, uh, we're going to be talking about that content. We're going to be talking about that imposter syndrome, how to go through that, creating that magnetic content that pulls people to you. So you're not sliding into the DMs being like, Hey girl, (laughs) I get this great MLM opportunity for you. No, we're going to be talking about real connections. So any questions that we have so far today? Nope. And it's cool if you don't, we've been going a long time. Thank you so much for hanging out with me and Samantha. Yes, it is going to be, it is going to be available uh, later. Um, Oh, okay. The workbook. Cool. No problem. The workbook is in two places. So you got the workbook both in Facebook and I also sent it to you an email. So just hit support at bsimpsonfitness.com. If you didn't get it, the workbook's in, um, in those places. Same with the bingo card. Any other questions? Cool. Cool. Um, yeah. Thanks, Jared. You're, you're a 10. Okay. Thanks so much for hanging out with me live today. I hope this was helpful. I cannot wait to make a million dollars and I will see you guys all on Tuesday. So go ahead, post your biggest ahas, takeaways, and I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye.